Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Saturday, September 3rd, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I've built a mathematical model for win probability and totals using hitter and pitcher projections I've created along with weather data in order to make one pick on every game that's played seven days a week, though there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same as my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being recommended in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. And as I go through my plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling. So what I'll give you are loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Yesterday, another profitable day, another profitable week. So far, we've put ourselves in good shape heading into the weekend. Um, just got to hang on for another winning week. It'll be uh, four of the last five if we can do that. Um, like I've been talking about, the, the, the tweaks we made to the model back in mid-June, things have just been rolling since then. I think the product we did before that was solid, uh, but this one is just, like I said, you're rocking and rolling. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, we'll keep that going but before we get to those games some reminders please hit that like button if you're on youtube also if you aren't yet please consider subscribing or following it's free and the only way assuming you turn notifications on to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball and mobile or college football content that this channel provides share with a few others in the game hit me up on twitter or drop a comment if you're on youtube i love those and try to respond to as many as i can also go check out horse racing today for those of you who like to play the ponies you can find their stuff at horse racing today .net. I've got a team of five with over 125 years combined experience in handicapping horse races. There's an angle they don't know or bias they can't identify. They can check out their YouTube shows or their website. The links are in the description. We've got two games today, late afternoon. So early on, we just got to be watching all that college football uh, action. And later tonight, it'll be crazy with all the all the football and all the baseball. Should be a busy sports. They were still at 405 Eastern first pitch Phillies at the Giants. Uh, the Giants scored a couple runs last night on the Phillies. <laughs> we were on them, thankfully. And I made the comment, I was just hoping for a little bit better of odds. Those popped up every once in a while for some people. So hopefully you, you were able to get in on that. Um, the, the morning price just felt a little steep. Uh, but there were definitely some times when the odds were better there, and hopefully you're able to jump on the Giants. Uh, today, I think it'll be a little bit of a different story. I don't think we'll see a repeat of that, <laughs> you know, obviously. Uh, it's chilly day in San Francisco, like usual, uh, mid-60s for the for most of it. Winnable blowing out, but again, a park that's built to minimize that impact. Uh, Noah Syndergaard versus Jacob Junis. Um, two fairly average pitchers here. Uh, underlying metrics for Junis a little bit better. Both their ERAs right around four. Uh, so with regards to the rate stats, I mean, Junis gets maybe a small edge, but but Syndergaard's a guy who we, we trust to go a little bit deeper into the game and, and an extra inning or so, and that, and that matters here with the Giants' set of relievers. Obviously, in a game like last night, uh, relievers not not an issue. Not that not that Thor's you know a great pitcher these days, but I think he's competent. I think Junis is too. It's just as we talked about last time. It was last time, maybe the time before we talked about with Junis. I think I had the play of the day going against him, and I made the comment. I said the issue with him is that. If he only goes three or four innings and he's kind of built to go like 
five, I feel like it, it and that was fine last year. Um, it's just so many innings for the relievers. Like if, if anything goes wrong, you're in trouble because now you're talking about six, seven innings that the Giants relievers need, and they just don't have enough relievers for that. It's just not been going that well for them in these type of games. So you know, not impossible that the Giants can win this game. Absolutely. And I mentioned a lot on the College Football Show, and it's easier in football to kind of figure it out. And gosh, we've seen all the ways you could lose plays already in the, you know, in not many games and all the wonky things that have happened. But, you know, you can always think about how you can lose this play. And I mean, the way you lose this play on the Phillies is, is, is Junis has a great start and is able to go six innings. And that sets the Giants up for success. But if he does, it's a coin toss game. If he doesn't, it's massive edge Philly. So I think minus 117 on the Phillies is a pretty solid price to lay. It's a B-grade pick for me. Model says 121. Anything that's a one in the one-teens is a B-grade play. 120 is kind of the cut point. Once you get above that, it, it kind of starts feeling like yesterday's game on the Giants where you're saying it's kind of the side of the be on, but uh, the price is just a little bit high. Maybe just shop around, wait till the price comes down. If it keeps going up, you know, just let it let it pass. There's plenty of other things to be vested in today, of course. Um, I just like the Phillies' offense better, sort of relievers better, and the model likes Syndergaard just a little bit better than Junis. So, I mean, I just think the Phillies should be favored by more than this. Again, minus 117 is a solid look for me on the Phillies' B-grid play. And again, it has a total of eight in the actual – or an actual total of eight, and the model's total is 8.3. One other game in this time slot, Rangers at the Red Sox. Rangers looking to throw a bullpen game, so there's no line out on this one. The model says it should be Red Sox minus 166 with a total of 9.7. Um, I told you yesterday, I said, don't just be running out to be betting a crazy number like over 10. Of course, game lane's exactly on 10. Um, and, and that's why I was, you know, I've seen the models come out with totals in some of these situations where it's been 10 and a half and 11 and things like that. That's if it had been like that, I would have said, you know, take that over. Um, but you did saw the reason why I didn't want to play the under either, which was just, you know, with house cycle involved, if he just gives up a bunch of line drives in a row, it's going to lead to some runs. So, uh, that was kind of why I was, you know, on the fence there, and, and and you saw that play out exactly like we hoped it would, being on the Red Sox, and some people talked about it in the comments, and, you know, money line is solid, uh, solid play, run line is solid play. Um, a lot of ways we were able to profit on that one last night. Today, Brian Bello goes for the Red Sox. Uh, I talked about this before with him. 727 ERA, not real. Uh, underlying metrics say it should be in the mid threes. I, I like this kid. I, I think he's good. Um, model has him at just above average. If we can, I think we maybe can get some value on him because I think people are going to see that ERA and be scared. And it's it's 26 innings, so it's not nothing. But I mean, it's not the 26 innings of ERA that he has matters almost zero with regards to how I project him. I mean, the projection is coming from 26 innings of the underlying metrics. It's coming from his minor league statistics. It's coming from, we generally take the minor league statistics and regress them back a little bit because a lot of times kids come up and they don't look that good, right? So, I mean, all of those things come into the projection mean a whole lot more than the fact that his ERA is high. So if people are taking that in, into the, their handicap, then I think they're being misled. I think Bellow's going to have some success today. Rangers offense against the righty is pretty average. I mean, they should be able to put up some runs in a hitter-friendly ballpark in not the most hitter-friendly conditions, but not really pitcher-friendly either. Temperature to start off 80 degrees and it's closed around 70. Uh, slight breeze blowing out in a hitter-friendly ballpark. So, I mean, there should be some runs in this one. Again, that's why the projected total is higher for tonight. With a Rangers bullpen game, which is just as bad as Keiko, probably. I mean, that Rangers bullpen's not very good, so it's probably a wash, right? <laughs> um, uh, but this one's higher because the weather's a lot better last night. You know, dropping down to position in the 50s versus today in the 70s, but that 20 degrees, you know, kind of matters with regards to how many home runs we can get. Um, so I think there'll be some runs today, but I think the Red Sox are just in much better 
shape here should be pretty big favorites in this one. Again, line, model says minus 166. Anything in the low minus 160s is a for sure play, probably even to the mid minus 160s. 160-ish, probably a B grade. If we can get 150 or better, now you're talking A grade, maybe you look run line. But these are the types of things where it's just been better to lay a little bit of odds here and take the money line in general, not always, but in general, um, because these are the games that the favorites have won a larger percentage than usual of one-run games the last couple of seasons. So, um, again, it, it better than minus 150 would be an A-grade pick for me in the Red Sox. We'll see what number comes out. I don't think who starts for the Rangers is going to matter. I'll plug it in in case it does, but I'm guessing this number is going to be fairly spot on for me, no matter who's pitching for the Rangers. Before we get to the evening games, uh, real quick, just want to mention, um, starting up yesterday, uh, Patreon page, if you want to go there, um, you can join. If you join the second tier, you get access to a Discord server. Cousin Jared, Jake, and Mrs. Professor actually are all in the Discord. I know a few of y'all had mentioned wanting to join something like that. The Patreon link is in the show's description, the first line there. Uh, so check that out if you're interested. Uh, I know people had... Uh, been asking about ways to support the show. Um, here's another opportunity for you to do that and a way for me to show my gratitude and providing an extra service for you. And if you join the highest tier uh, over on Patreon, uploading ad-free shows, uh, obviously if you're a premium member, that's not a benefit for you. But if you aren't, um, then uh, I've provided some ad-free shows for you. If that's of interest to you, if not, no big deal. I mentioned this on Twitter. None of this is going to change a single thing that you get from me. Just an extra little something in case you're interested. You can check out that link for the Patreon page uh, to get access to that Discord server, again, in the show's description. So the evening games real quick here now. 6-10 Eastern, first pitch Yankees at the Rays. Got the Rays yesterday in a game that was projected to be kind of a coin tossy game and that's how it felt for a while and then the Rays just opened up a canned Yankees shutout again and I mentioned this yesterday right the Yankees supposed to have a good offense I guess and and it's just of of late just hasn't been there I've been talking I mean I'm not the only one who's talking about it we've all been seeing it it's been a little confusing uh even with you know not being at full strength they still should be an above average offense but they really haven't shown it uh, today they'll face Corey Kluber a little bit above average 421 ERA, but the internal metrics say it should be in the upper threes, a respectable pitcher. Uh, the Yankees will throw Clark Schmitz, who last time out the model projected as a bullpen game after last start. Now it's pulling him out as a starter. Um, it's not really changing much if I project this as a bullpen game or not, because he's not projected to go very many innings. The model I think projects four and maybe he gets five. I mean, obviously anything's possible and he could go seven, right? But we don't expect that to happen. Um, you know, decent pitcher, uh, mentioned last time, you know, good ERA and the metrics say his ERA should be around four. So he, nothing I'm, you know, right home about, but respectable pitcher. I mean, the, the pitching matchup here model gives the Rays a slight edge, but it's mostly a wash reliever wise. Again, the Yankees not at full strength. I give the Rays an edge on relievers offensively. You give the Yankees an edge, but I mean, the way it's been going the last month, it's, it's, this is when it gets really tough, right? And this is where I just want us to be thinking about these things and try to remember good, sound statistical principles. We're not exactly at a small sample size of the Yankees offense struggling, but we're not exactly at an overwhelming sample size to really draw conclusions that we feel confident in prediction-wise either. We're really in a middle ground. I mean, when you talk about a week, that means really nothing. I mean, you're going to be misled more than not if you just look at a week st of statistics. And, and with an individual player... Even with a month, probably the same thing holds true. But with an entire team, and you get to a month, like the month here that the Yankees have had, it's kind of like, 
now it's starting to maybe mean a little bit, you know, and that's being projected in the model. Their rating keeps kind of going down, but it's like, how down should it go? I mean, there's a lot of questions of this Yankees team that, you know, uh, one time in the season just looked unstoppable basically. And, and now, I mean, the way they've looked lately, they really even look like a playoff team. They don't look any, they definitely don't look better than the Mariners. Uh, they don't really look any better than, you know, the Guardians, the Twins, the Blue Jays, the Orioles. I mean, they don't really look any better than those teams. They look kind of in the middle of all that, just kind of meh. You know, sometimes they look good, sometimes they don't. Maybe even worse than those teams, which is crazy to me. So, I mean, offensively, I don't know how to grade this game. A model still gives a slight edge to the Yankees, but if you, if you if you don't agree with that, I don't think you're crazy at all. Um, model's taking into account the way the Yankees have played. It's it's giving the Rays a little bit more of a boost. I, I'm on the Rays here at minus 126. I think this is a short price. Uh, model says minus 130. I, 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 you know, anything can happen in baseball. We've seen the Yankees bats kind of explode here every once in a while, but for the most part, they've been falling asleep. I think that Rays can get some runs somewhere today. You're going to see... A lot of decent pitching for the Yankees. They just don't have quite the depth that they had at a, at a previous point in the season, the depth that they hope they have for October. Um, I think the Rays can get some runs, and I'm just not sure what the Yankees do offensively. And models is minus 130. I'll take the Rays minus 126 with the B-grade play. Total is 7.5. Model says 7. Yesterday, the Rays, you know, if you had the under yesterday, uh, and I think I recommended that play, well, a heartbreaking loss, the way that fell apart at the end. You were seeing that early on, and you were thinking you had it nailed. Maybe you took first five. First five just aren't always the easiest way to go because the odds are generally tilted in order to, you know, the same thing, you know, right. If it's, if it's bad pitching, they, they, the odds on the over are going to be shaded a lot higher. The numbers should go up. If it's good starting pitchers, it's going to go down. So first fives aren't necessarily just automatic, easier, like Odell plays. I mean, they, they make it harder on you by adjusting the odds or the number. Um, so, you know, maybe you get the first five, which would be good, but that the full game under last night, heartbreaking loss, but I still say the same thing. I still think under tonight, and hopefully something crazy like that doesn't happen again, but I think seven has too high model says seven, and especially with the way the Yankees offense is played. I think seven makes a lot more sense than seven and a half does uh, personally, but again, main play here on the race, as long as it's in the one twenties, I think it's worth a solid investment in the one thirties, especially low one thirties drops to a C grade play for me. 16 Eastern first pitch Royals at the Tigers. Already talked about this with a, a couple of games here on Twitter. I'll talk about it throughout the day. But this one, I, I, I clicked this one, locked it in at minus 107, and right afterwards at the shop that we use here uh, for official picks, chopped right up to 117. So this one's one that the, the number moving around a little bit might want to shop around. If you can still get it in the one teens, it's probably an A, a high one teens, probably an A minus play 115 or better still an A grade play. Again, I like the minus 107. See how the number bounces around where you can shop around, but Tigers at low odds here. A grade play for me. Model says Tigers minus 130. It'll be John Heasley versus Michael Pineda. And again, I like to fade John Heasley as much as possible. The guy is not a very good pitcher. The issue, of course, is that Michael Pineda is not really any better. Both of these guys have ERAs within five hundredths of a point of each other in the 5.2s. Pineda's underlying metrics are a little bit better, but I mean, they're still not pretty. I mean, neither one of these guys is good. I talked about this with a pitching matchup either earlier this week or last week, where if you add the two ratings up, like at some point when the number gets really high, you just know how bad a pitching it is. That The sum of these two pitchers' ratings is 236, and, and on average, matchup would be 200. I mean, 236 is pretty high. Um I still trust Pineda more than Heasley, but maybe more importantly, it's less about that and more about the fact that I trust that Pineda knows he has a set of relievers behind him who are 
competent and Heasley doesn't, that doesn't mean the Royals relievers can't go out and pitch today and do a good job. I mean, they're major leaguers. They're going to have some good outings. Just, they're two completely different classes with regards to how good the totality of that bullpen is. And we expect the bullpen to be heavily involved in this game. Pineda, knowing he has relievers behind him, allows him to um, treat this game a little bit differently. And on top of that, it allows the manager to treat a little bit differently, get him out earlier and say, I've got relievers I can trust, whereas the Royals just don't have that luxury. So the Royals, uh, I mean, the relievers behind these two starters to me makes a huge difference. Offensively, the Royals offense is a little bit better, but I think that the bullpen difference matters way more than the better offense the Royals have because neither offense is really that good anyway. And so again, I'm taking the Tigers here. Model thinks they should be solid favorites, much more than the minus 107 or low minus one teams prices that are out there. So it's an A grade play for me. And again, that has a total of 8.5. Model says 8.3. A lot of bad pitching in this one, but not good enough offense to really feel confident we could take advantage of it. Weather-wise, we're going to have slight breeze blowing in around five miles an hour. Mid-80s to start, 80 degrees to close, so warmer weather. I don't think I would play this under with the pitching involved. Um, again, model thinks a total of 8.5 is relatively solid. Just to me, if I was going to play it, I'd play over. Um, but it's it's the offenses just aren't good enough for me to feel confident about that. But someone's going to give up some crooked numbers in this one. I feel like the Royals can get one crooked number and the Tigers can get two. So Landing at eight is very possible, but I'd probably lean over more than under just because these starters and the Royals relievers don't give me any confidence whatsoever. 635 Eastern first pitch, Blue Jays at the Pirates around 80 degrees to start, mid-70s to close. No whirlwind effect in this one. It should stay around two or three miles an hour. Trevor Richards is going to open for the Blue Jays, and it sounds like you say Kikuchi will pitch behind him. That won't go well, I don't think. Now, it has a better chance of going well because the Pirates' offense can really disappear at times. Um, but otherwise, uh, the, the, the Blue Jays relievers are just very mediocre, and it's going to be hard for them to find eight or nine good innings, especially if Kikuchi's involved. M maybe pitching as the bulk guy behind the opener helps him a little bit. I mean, th there is something to that. There is a little bit of... You know, your first inning is against the middle bottom of the lineup rather than the top of the lineup. Get your roll in a little bit. Uh, but, I mean, Kikuchi's been so bad. If he really is pitching mean, you know, meaningful innings in this game, I don't want any part of the Blue Jays, that's for sure. And I haven't won any part of the Blue Jays in a long time. Even when they've won, if you've been backing them blindly, you've been losing a ton of money because – the losses have really hurt them. They've been overpriced. I think they're overpriced again today. The model says Blue Jays minus 136. Uh, so minus 155 on the Blue Jays is a hard pass. Same on the run line. I'll take the run line for the Pirates at minus 122. It's a B-grade play. Maybe put a, a flyer on the Pirates at plus, I'm seeing 143 right now. Um, I think the Pirates are the way to look. I think they're worth an investment, how you handle money line, run line. Again, this is the type of play that for the most part has been the run line that's made more sense because you're giving up a little bit in the odds, but you're gaining a lot of one-run losses here. And that's for the most part people have asked too. The reason that B-grade plays really struggled, I think going back, just eyeballing it a little bit for most of the season, not having this strategy, we lost a lot of one-run games on B-grade plays. And I think part of it was the you know this run line uh, thing that, that's, again, as I mentioned before, a trend that I'm not sure if it's real, but if it's not, I don't think it really matters which way you're playing them. I think the odds are usually, or the value is usually about the same. And if it is real, now we've got a much better um, approach for it. And that's, I think, what's cost the B-grade plays. But the last several weeks, they've been doing a lot better. I think the Pirates are worth a look here. Again, how you split it 
or go is obviously up to you. I'm going run line here. Minus 122 is really short. Rante Contreras, I think, can absolutely keep the Pirates in this ball game again. Y'all heard me talk about this guy, a pitcher. I think is solid. Got a lot of upside as a young guy. Model has him about average. Not as good as that 357 ERA. I know metrics have it about a full, almost a full run higher. So he's he's not that good, not yet. I think he's got the potential to be in a couple of years. Uh, but for now, he's just a young guy who pitches pretty solid. And I think he's got th- the opportunity here to keep the Pirates in this game. A game that I'm not sure why the total is eight. That it doesn't make any sense to me. Models is 8.6, and I would absolutely play this over. I think the Pirates are going to score. I, I can't see the Blue Jays, like I mentioned, finding eight or nine good innings here. The Pirates are going to score some runs, and this Blue Jays offense is good enough to score some runs on just about anybody. Like They're going to score some runs, too. I, I mean, this game can go under if somebody wins 4-3. Sure, that's possible. Like I mentioned earlier, right? You can always think about how you can lose a play, right? 4-3 sure wouldn't shock me. But, I mean, there's a lot more ways this game goes over 8 than under. Um, and enough ways that it pushes at 8 that you're just like, whatever, it's fine. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll take our push and move on. I think eight's too low. Model says eight and a half's the number. I tend to agree. Uh, any game with, again, bullpen game for the Blue Jays and or Kikuchi pitching, I don't think it's going to bode very well for them preventing runs and the Blue Jays offense is good enough to score. So like I said, I think over makes sense. I'm on the pirates as well. That run line be a great play for me there. 640 Eastern first pitch Rockies at the Reds. Got the Reds last night with a B grade play in a walk-off uh, tonight, mid seventies to start around seven degrees to close rain chances around. So rain in the forecast could affect this one. Uh, obviously that will be to be determined based on how things play out. If it does get delayed, I like this under even more than I already do because it's going to make more uh, of the game happen in cooler temperatures. Either way, though, even if it doesn't get delayed, I think you should lock in under eight. I like this one a lot. Model says 7.6. There's no real wind effect. It'll be slightly in but under five miles an hour. But I think both of these pitchers can can keep these offenses down. Uh, Lodolo, again, is a guy we talked about above average. Uh, 430 ERA, but the end of the metrics, it should be around four, a solid pitcher. As much as the Rockies get the boost against lefties, I still think against lefties, I still think they're a, a slightly below average offense. I still think Lodolo is better than this Rockies offense is. The Reds relievers, obviously a little bit more of, of a problem, but the Reds relievers being more right-handed, makes the Rockies worse because now that favors uh, handedness still favors the Reds bullpen there. Herman Marquez for the Rockies has pitched really well as of late. He started off the season kind of rough, but just the back half of the season kind of quietly putting together another solid season. Had he done this all season, I think we'd be talking more about him. Like we have the last couple of years where we're saying like, this guy's a solid pitcher in Coors Field, you know, not obviously Cy Young candidate, but a solid pitcher. He's back above average. According to the model, his ERA is 497, but again, that's inflated because of course, and again, a rough start to the season. Underlying metrics are trending at towards four. Again, I like both these pitchers. I think under makes a lot of sense in this, especially at eight. I think the total should be seven and a half. I don't know why we're getting that push protection on eight, but I would take it again, hitter friendly ballpark. But with better pitching than hitting in this one, um, if there was going to be a game that went higher scoring, it was going to be last night. Um, and and again, I, I said don't go over, you know, uh, last night. But but I still thought there'd be more runs than last night, and there were still not many runs at all. Um, so tonight sets up to be even more low scoring. 
Again, I think under eight makes a lot of sense. With regards to the side, I'll take the Reds at minus 121 with just a lean. This game is priced perfectly right now. So depending on what sort of line movement, I think you can kind of talk me into either side, especially if you shop around. If this line sits right here, it's probably really a pass. I don't think there's really value on either side. But again, I'll take the lean with the home team since I'm making a pick on every game. But if you could get you know, solid plus odds with the Rockies, better than the plus 111 I'm seeing right now. But if you can get like plus 120 with the Rockies, anything can happen in this game. And I think they're worth a chance, right? But um, if you could get like minus 110 on the Reds, you know, you say, hey, take the home team at this really short price. It's just where it's priced right now. just doesn't excite me on either side. It's not a really short price on the home team here. It's just an okay one. So like I said, I'll take a lean on the Reds. But right now, I don't really like the way it's priced. Minus 121, not exciting. Model says 116. So again, if I get plus 120 in the Rockies, I'm a little more excited about that. If I get minus 110 on the Reds, I'm a little excited about that. But right now it's priced pretty well and one that I don't think there's a great investment opportunity for at the moment. 7-5 first pitch, A's at the Orioles. You know, rocking the Orioles jersey here. They got us the uh, A-grade winner last night for the play of the day. Another A-grade pick on the Orioles today. Today I'm going run line. Rather than money line, I still think there's a huge edge, whichever way you want to play it. Maybe you split your bet there a little bit. Maybe you find the book. Some of these books have alternate run lines of, of minus one. That one's always an exciting one because maybe you push, but at least if the team wins, you have a loss, which is a little bit more fun. Uh, but I think the Orioles are the side again tonight. Massive pitching discrepancy here. Y'all know I love to fade Adam Aller. Um, didn't look good last time out, but I still don't buy into him whatsoever. 566 area underlying metrics say it should be six. Uh, not a pitcher that I want any part of Austin Voth, a 440 80 yard, but the underlying metrics say it should be close to four models still not high on him, but I I've talked about this with him before. I think he's closer to average than the model thinks. I mean, a, a pretty big edge here for the Orioles with regards to starting pitcher, obviously a massive edge in the bullpen and offensively a massive edge as well. The Orioles offense is pretty average. The A's average uh, offense isn't anywhere near average. So I, all Orioles for me in this one model says it should be Orioles minus two twenty eight. So the price I'm seeing of minus 210 is definitely worth a look. But like I said, I'm going run line to avoid some of those crazy odds. Um, minus 107 is way too low in my opinion. I was expecting this to be more in the minus 120s, maybe even minus 130. Um, I know the Orioles are the home team here, and that hurts them a tiny bit, but I don't think it hurts them as much as the odds might indicate uh, for this one. Like I said, minus 107 I think is a gift. A great play for me. Um, on Baltimore in a game. I think there's gonna be a lot of runs. Uh, model's been looking more under lately, but today the model says this total should be 9.4. The actual total is eight. Both these teams have been more under teams, especially the Orioles, but you've got a really bad pitcher in Aller and a pitcher in Voth that might give up a run or two. Um, but I mean, the Orioles should score a lot of runs. Maybe you play team total for the Orioles over instead, but with Aller and the A's bullpen, the A's bullpen has a couple of decent pieces in it. So when they hang around in games and have leads in games, the A's bullpen, the back couple guys are decent. It's the problem is they only have a couple guys. And so I don't see, you know, if, if it, in games that the A's get, got a guy who's going to go seven innings and then throw to their two better relievers, they absolutely are going to play games under because they're only going to give up two runs or so. But in a game like this, you know, all are going four or five innings, probably gives up a handful of runs, and you got to figure out how to make some match more relievers. And the A's aren't going to throw out their, all their great relievers because they would hold them for maybe winning tomorrow. Um, now, you got to look at off days and stuff like that. So maybe tomorrow, I haven't looked at Monday if they're off, but they're probably not with Labor Day. But you, you got to look at that and then say maybe they will use their better relievers if they're down, that sort of thing. And that's got to go into the kind of the thought process with, with the A's. But 
I, they're not going to use their better relievers if they're down here. I think they're going to be down. I think they're going to use their weaker relievers, give up more runs. Like I said, Orioles team total over makes sense. Game total over eight. Model says 9.4. Eight is way too low. I know the Orioles have been an under team, but this is just too much, people. Um, Weather-wise, it's going to be mid-80s to start and mid-70s to close. So, I mean, no real wind effect, but you're talking about warm enough weather and bad enough pitching from Oakland that, that Baltimore should score plenty here, which is another reason why I like them on the run line here. A great play for me again at these odds at minus 107. 710 Eastern first pitch, Twins at the White Sox. Mid-70s to start around 70 degrees to close. A strong win there in Chicago across to start. Might shift towards blowing out at the end. Might still be across. Got a TBD there. Two good pitchers, Tyler Malley and Dylan Cease. Malley at 417 ERA, but underlying metrics have it more in the mid to upper threes. Um, Dylan Cease obviously having a fantastic season. I'll caution y'all on Dylan Cease, though. A guy talked a lot about here, 227 ERA, but the underlying metrics say it should be in the low threes, which is still really good. I still, though, think he's in that third tier, not the second tier. Again, Jacob deGrom is tier one by himself. Tier two, um, you got a lot of those really good pitchers. Verlander, I think you could maybe throw Framber Valdez in that. You know, uh, McClanahan, when he comes back, Right, uh, Otani's in that tier. Max Fried's in that tier. Alcantara's in that tier. But Cease is in that third tier. He, he his underlying metrics. He's just not as good as the, he's performed. Like he's in that second tier. And again, ERA does a really good job of telling us what did happen. It doesn't do a great job of telling us what's going to happen. He's still very, very, very good. Don't get me wrong, but I think he's being priced like he's in that second tier. And, and I just don't think he is. I think that the results have been there, but I don't think that's predictive going forward. Still an edge to the White Sox with a starting pitcher. Malley's a good pitcher, but he's still behind Cease, absolutely. So don't mishear me on that. Cease a better pitcher, edge to the White Sox with regards to starter. Bullpen, though, despite last night's <clears throat> weird ending, I'll take the Twins relievers over the White Sox relievers. I'll take the Twins offense over the White Sox offense, especially going against a righty in Malley. Model says there's an edge on the Twins here. Model says this is basically a coin toss game. It says White Sox minus 104, so just a slight edge to the White Sox. I would like the Twins at plus 117 on the money line. That's where I'm seeing them now. I'm going to take them on the run line. This one's really a coin toss decision. I hate these odds. They're way too steep. I think it's going to be a really low-scoring game, though. The odds makers tend to as well with a total of 7.5. Model says 7.3, so maybe not one I'd go under on just because, again, you know, Twins offense is pretty good. Um I, I probably would go under if I had to, but it's not one of my favorite unders of the night. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. And so I'll go run line because if it plays out like last night, if it's 2-2 late, if it's 3-3 late, you're just saying, hey, just somebody one by one, let's get the heck out of Dodge and get our win, right? But the odds, not not good. So maybe you take run uh, money line. I, I'm just thinking about last, like last night. I'm wondering about, I'm hoping that, you know, Lopez didn't break his wrist last or break his hand last night, punching the mound. You know, I, I, I really, I think this one just whichever hour you catch me on. I don't think one place is necessarily better than the other in this one. Um, like I said, you're going to split your bet here, maybe take a plus one. You got a lot of options. Uh, like, so I'm going to go run line with the twins, but money line, I think is also maybe worth the look. You
either one. Either one's a B grade. The plus odds in the Twins right now are not strong enough on the money line to get me to an A grade. And these odds in this run line, way too steep for an A grade. Will, it's a low score game, so I don't mind paying a premium, but this is too much of a premium for an A grade. Then minus 150, minus 150 here would be an A grade, but minus 180 is like, I still like it. I still think it's probably worth a shot here, but the odds are just so insanely high that it, I just I just don't love uh, that play. Again, I think Twins worth a look, run line, money line, however you want to do it, but not my favorite play here. But I think there's a little bit of value on the Twins, uh, nevertheless. Speaking of value here, Nats and the Met, Nats and the Met, seven fifteen Eastern first pitch, upper seventies start, low seventies to close. Patrick Corbin versus Max Scherzer. Yikes! Um, a couple things on this one. First off, Max Scherzer also, also in tier two. I, I did mention him earlier. I always forget a guy when when I go through that list off the top of my head. Uh, Scherzer, very very good pitcher. Obviously, like I said, tier two right behind Degrom. Um, not as good as that 227 ERA, but the other metrics do say it should be upper twos. I mean, that's still amazingly good, right? Uh, sure, sure, absolutely a pitcher you trust. Mets bullpen really good. Mets offense pretty solid. You know, Nats not in anything. Here's what I will say about Patrick Corbin. I talked about this a lot with him as of late. He's not as bad as the ERA indicates. He's not a bad pitcher. He's not a good pitcher, but he he he's been the butt of a lot of jokes. Obviously, with all those losses, he's had stretches where he's pitched really bad, and, and he's had some bad luck. And, 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 and again, I don't think he's good. It's just I don't think he's this. I don't think he's Adam Aller, right? He does have a 656 here on the season, but the underlying metrics say it should be in the mid fours. Not good, but just not as bad as it might indicate. He's a lefty in the Mets have the issue with facing lefties because they're so left-handed heavy right now. I think there's value on the Nats. The issue, and I tweeted about this uh, right before I locked this pick in at our book, it was Nats plus 350. By the time I hit the lock button, it was plus 310. But there were a lot of other 350s still out there. 350, I think, is absolutely worth the flyer, whether it's a half unit or a quarter unit or whatever. These big plus dogs have been profitable plays in the season. You're not winning half of them, but at these odds, you don't even need to win anywhere near half of them uh, for it to be a profitable investment. So I think the same thing here, you know, this isn't one of those, if I'm making one bet ever, this is the one play I want, right? But if we're talking about making a lot of plays in the long run, I think the Nats are a smart play. Just plus 310, I can't get that excited about. But if you're finding plus 330, 340, and 350, I don't know how it will hang around. I don't know how the number will bounce around. Those are absolutely worth the flyer. If I was going to play the Mets, like I talked about with these big favorites, I'd do it on the run line or the alternate run line. I'd be looking at maybe minus two and a half. I'd be thinking there's absolutely a chance that Corbin gets shelled today because the Mets offense, as much as we talk about it's left-handed heavy, it's still projected above average against lefties. And Corbin, as much as I see he's not as bad as he's right, is still below average. So I want to make sure that that's not misheard here, that I, I don't like the Mets as much against the lefty, and I don't think Corbin's as bad as people think he is. But the Mets offense against the lefty is still good. Corbin's still not good. So it's still advantage Mets offense. It's just one of those that, like, it's being priced like, you know, this is the Dodgers offense against Adam Aller. And I'm like, I don't think it's quite that big of a mismatch. Um, I, I think it's a mismatch, just not a giant one. So I said, I think there's some value on the, on the Nats here. I just plus 310 doesn't get me excited. It's only a C grade play, but if you can find those 330s, 340s, and especially if there's any 350s still hanging around, hopefully you saw that on Twitter. Hopefully they're still around. I, I have no idea how it's going to move, but that I think I guess it is worth the flyer. The Mets might kick the crap out of the Nats, but 
enough random things happen in baseball that these plus odds can really sustain your bankroll for a long time. Like I said, if it was in the Mets, I'd be looking either run line or alternate run line and just say the other reality is that the Mets win this game seven to nothing. And in that world, lay all the runs you want and it ain't going to matter and just don't lay crazy big odds, right? Just don't throw the Mets in a bunch of parlays, that sort of thing, because baseball's wonky. And I just don't think there's any value in doing that at the prices I'm seeing right now. Total on this one is seven and a half. Model says six and a half. I don't know if I price it at six and a half, but I think seven makes more sense. I'd probably go under six and a half. There is always that you have to hold your breath with Corbin. But again, I, I, I just, I don't think he's terrible. I think he can hold the Mets down to just a handful of runs. Maybe, you know, go six innings and three runs, not a great start, but keep him in the ball game. Maybe the, maybe the Nats pull it out four three. Maybe he only gives up two runs. Right. Um, I, I think seven and a half is too high. I think there's a lot of ways this game goes under. Um, you could talk about maybe the Mets against the lefty kind of struggle sleepwalk with Scherzer pitching, think they can win the game with one run scored, right? And, and don't really show up. Um, I think Scherzer can shut out the Nats. I mean, there's a lot of ways this game can go under. So I think seven and a half is too high. I think it should be seven. Again, models a six and a half. That seems a little low, but I'd definitely be going under seven and a half in this one. Comes with the Cardinals, 715 Eastern, first pitch, upper 70s to start, mid-70s to close. Wind's blowing in, but at about five miles an hour to start and under as the game draws on. Drew Smiley versus Adam Wainwright. Smiley, pretty average. 324 era in the season, but I mentioned this last time he pitched. It's a, some smoke and mirrors, underlying metrics say it should be in the low fours. That's exactly how he projects to be low fours. I'm not trusting this. He has performed pretty well lately, but I don't really think that's real. I don't think he's all of a sudden a really good pitcher. I think he's an average pitcher, and that's not anything bad. I just don't think he's as good as that shiny ERA might indicate. Wainwright 309 ERA. I don't think he's that good either, but his underlying metrics at least have him more in the mid-upper threes. I think Wainwright's good. He's a better pitcher than Smiley. I don't think many people would disagree with me on that one. Uh, Lefty-righty splits here. Cardinals a little left-handed heavy, get a little bit of a ding, but the Cubs... A little bit right-handed heavy, get a little bit of a ding facing a righty. So both these offenses project a little bit worse going against the handedness of the pitcher that's starting. Um, but, I mean, Cardinals offense definitely better. Relievers definitely better. I think starting pitcher better at home. The Cardinals are the side here. Question is what price. At minus 198, it's a B-grade play. Model says 205. So anything that starts with a 1 is a B-grade play for me in the Cardinals. If it's in the low 200, it drops to a C-grade. So as long as it's better than two, I think it's worth looking on the Cardinals. You can look run line as well. I'm just going to go money line here. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and I don't want a situation where it's three to one late and maybe the Cubs have a runner on and you know, I'm biting my nails about a, a one-run game versus a two-run game. I think money line makes sense here. It is steep odds, but I think it's worth it here on the Cardinals. Again, you can look run line. It's just not the way I'm playing it. Total 7.5. Model says 6.8. Like I said, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, a park that when it's not hot tends to favor pitchers. Um, Cubs offense, not that good. Cardinals relievers, pretty good. I see the Cubs having a hard time scoring runs in this one. And so, like I said, I think under is a smart play here. Maybe you're concerned about the overall, so you go Cubs team total under. You're having to pay a premium for it, so something to think about. But I think whether it's Cubs team team total or game, I think under is probably the way to look, as is Cardinals. Again, especially money line starting with a number of one, I think it's a good investment. Mariners at the Guardian, 7.15 Eastern, first pitch. I, I put a comment here in the show, just as a reminder, when a pitcher gets scratched, check Twitter, check the sheet for these updates. I flipped sides yesterday on this one. Um, I, I made the joke yesterday about the Guardian scoring or whatever, and I was like, yeah, well, taking the Guardian's run line, maybe they lose one nothing, right? Um, 
with a different pitching situation, they get that one run. Maybe they win one nothing. Maybe they lose two to one. Maybe they lose three to one, right? But I don't think they give us up as many runs um, with Plesek in there as they did bringing up the kid. I don't know when he knew he was going to pitch, how that affected things. Uh, I tweeted about this. I was like, the model didn't really change its projection very much, but the odds got more favorable on the Mariners, which made no sense to me. And so again, it's all about the price when you have a pitcher scratched at no actions, most plays would have no action, most likely your run line play. Uh, someone made a comment about a place where all run line bets are action. That is not common. <laughs> Usually a run line and a total are pitcher dependent. Uh, it's pretty standard. Um, so again, with the pitching change like that, check Twitter, check the sheet. Um, flipped over to the Mariners yesterday. I like the, the matchup better for them. And that worked out. So just a reminder there. Tonight I'm back on the Guardians, though, assuming that this guy goes. Uh, it'll be Xavier Curry, uh, who already has come up and made one start. Um, looked respectable, respectable AAA numbers. I think he can keep the Guardians in this one. The other thing is Robbie Ray for the Mariners is good, but he's not Luis Castillo good. I talked about Castillo to me, I think is solidly in that third tier. Like we talked about with Dylan Cease. I think he's him and Cease both are great examples of pitchers who are very, very good, but I just think they're right behind the Max Scherzer's of the world. Robbie Ray's not in that tier. And Ray's a guy we've talked about. We backed a lot because early on in the season, we were fading and people were like, Oh, this guy went to Cy Young. I was like, he ain't that good. And then, he had a rough start and people were fate. People were saying, Oh, well, he's terrible. I'm like, it's not bad either. Right. The truth's kind of in between. He's a solid pitcher. He's above average pitcher. That's why I have the model. That's why those grades are there. Reminder, go check out in the sheet, go check out that starting pitcher tab and scroll through there. And you can see all the pitchers and see who they're near and kind of say, nah, this guy, I think you've underrated this guy, overrated this guy. That affects how you can, then you can take my number and make it some manual adjustments, right? You can kind of come up with your own number here. I think Ray's good. He gets a rating that, that gives, it says he's good. He's just, he's just not Luis Castillo good. So, so I look at this game compared to yesterday. And I say I like now with the pitching change that we had yesterday with Plesak being out. I, I think the pitching situation is a little bit more favorable for the Guardians. I think the pitching for the Mariners is a little bit worse. Um, I'm not sure why the odds are, are about the same. I think the Guardians have a lot of value here. You can take a money line if you want. I think there's a lot of value on that one. It's actually my biggest edge of the day with regards to money lines. So something to keep in mind there. Model says it should be Mariners minus 121. So Guardians plus 140 offers tremendous amount of value. Those 20 cents are much more valuable than 20 cents up in the 300s with regards to plus edges. We talked about that a lot. Uh, Cousin Jared, when he's on, he, he likes to talk about that as well. Um, Guardians money line makes a lot of... I'm going to take them run line. I think it's going to be another low scoring game. Yesterday's under still hit. Um, even with the pitching change. And again, my total didn't change on it at all. So still was recommending the under on that one. Uh, that makes five games how these teams have played uh, here in the last week or so. All five have gone. I told you to go under on all five and all five have gone under. I think it's another low scoring game today. I like the under a little bit less than previously. The model says 7.4. So it still would lean under, but only by the smallest of margins. It's going to be a little bit warmer to start here around 80 degrees in Cleveland in mid seventies to close um, wind will be blowing out uh, around, you know, five miles an hour, maybe a little bit more than that. So I still think under is the side here, but it's not quite as much as I did on the previous five games, but either way, it still should be a lower scoring ball game, tight ball game. I think the guardians at plus one and a half at these odds makes a lot of sense. I, I, I was expecting to have to pay, uh, it's closer to what we're having to pay for the Twins on this one. The Twins was minus one. Now, the, the home road thing, you know, maybe messes with that a little bit. But I, I would, you know, I, sorry, not maybe. It does. But uh, the Twins being at 180 
for their run line, I was like, wow, that's really high. The Guardians at 123, I was like, wow, that's really low. I was expecting this to be more like 130, 135. The Twins to be more like 160, right? I was expecting them to be a little bit closer together. These odds are way too low. Um, Guardians might win this game. Uh, according to the model, they have a 45% chance of winning this game. Again, not the most likely thing to happen, but 45% chance happening shouldn't surprise anybody. And they could easily lose a one-score game, given how many low-scoring games these teams play. So like I said, Guardians in the run line at these odds, just too much sense to pass up. Maybe you take a flyer on the money line as well. It's an angry pick for me on the Guardians. And again, probably think under, but just not as strong as I did in other games of these two teams playing. 720 Eastern first pitch, Marlins at the Braves. Who Sandy. Uh, this is now two of his last three starts getting hit around by two good offenses, but um, seeing in those two, two of those three starts, what I talked about him with all season, that his results have been fantastic and he is really, really good. And, and his differentiator is the link that he can give you. But um, underlying metrics were saying probably not like that good, right? He's not, you know, <laughs> at that level. And you're kind of seeing some of that now bounce back a, a little bit. Obviously still a really, really good pitcher. And like I said, his, his length is just a difference maker. Um, but now getting hit around two of the last three, it was a little surprising. Marlins took an early lead. I thought with that run, I thought we had that one. And then that just fell apart. Um, Braves good, you know, Braves are good. Nothing much more to say about that. Model likes them in general, says they're a good team, but it's all about the price uh, with these good teams. I think they're a little bit overpriced today, but not by as much. Today's one where kind of either side you're going to be on, depending on how the price moves around, I don't think is a bad idea. I think this game's priced pretty well. Model says this one should be Braves minus 173. So Braves minus 179. Not really a great price, but Marlins plus 165, not really a great price. So um, right now, again, pretty well priced. I'll take the Marlins on the run line. I think it's going to be relatively low scoring. Um, minus 135, though, just isn't exciting in this type of game against a good team like the Braves. I'll take it, but again, it's it's not one that I'm in love with here. Uh, like I said, just a C-grade pick for me on the Marlins run line. Depending on how this number moves, like I said, or how you're shopping around, I think any play seems reasonable as of now. If you have a hard move at one way or the other, unless it's because of a starting lineup change or something like that, um, that might, you know, that might change my opinion. But right now, I think it's pretty well priced. And with the total, total 7.5 model says 7.5. Weather-wise, maybe a chance of rain, pop-up shower, uh, probably less likely than some of these summer nights we've had. Around 80 degrees to start, mid-70s to close, winds are blowing in around five miles an hour. Um, so again, more conducive to a lower scoring game, which is exactly what the Marlins want. They want a low scoring game, a tight game where it's kind of like one run can make a difference because they never expect to score many more than one run anyway. Edward Cabrera will go for him. I kind of talked about electric stuff. Eight outings this year, 245 ERA, but the underlying metrics say it should be four. So I'm not expecting him to keep this mid to ERA for the rest of the season. Also, a guy who may not go deep gets his pitch count up a little bit as well, so that could be a problem. Uh, also, uh, above average, just not a ton. He, he's not. He's not. He's still not Robbie Ray category. He's not Dylan Cease category. He's not Adam Wainwright category. Good, um, but not. But not great for sure. Uh, better than Odorisi, who does have a three ninety ERA, but the underlying metrics say it should be in the mid fours. Uh, you never really know what you're going to get with Odorisi. I think last time out, he had like a no-hitter through the sixth inning or something. Uh, guy's all over the place. He should have success against the Marlins because everybody should have success against the Marlins. You and I should be able to go out and pitch and have success against the Marlins. So, uh, you know, take that for what it's worth. But again, I think it's a low-scoring game. 
price is too steep on the Braves, but not exciting enough on the Marlins. So right now I think it's pretty well priced all around. Again, if that shifts, use the sheet to your advantage and say, here's a number I can take advantage of. Again, unless it's because something that you're not expecting happens with regards to the starting lineup. For the Marlins, I'm not sure that's anything because there's not a single guy on the Marlins offense that I'd say if he's not playing, I'd be concerned about really because that offense is so bad. For the Braves, there are a couple guys, right? If they have a couple guys out, that changes things. But otherwise, like I said, at least for right now, pretty well priced. One game in the 8 o'clock Eastern time slot. Brewers, the Diamondbacks, had the anger to play on the Brewers last night. Um, they had about 112 runners left on base, if my count was right. And those nine innings lost 2-1. to one. Um, That's baseball for you, right? Uh, sometimes we're going to win those. Sometimes we're going to lose them. Sometimes it's frustrating. That's uh, sports betting for you. Sometimes it's frustrating. I uh, couldn't quite get there with the Brewers uh, last night. Uh, tonight, Corbin Burns versus Madison Bumgarner. So, do we have to? <laughs> do we have to do this game? Uh, um, okay, so Corbin Burns has looked a little bit shakier in his last several starts, and he's really fallen from Tier 2 to Tier 3. Um, not that there really is tiers. That's why it's a continuous system. I'm just trying to help us think about it, right? He, he's really fallen from that. There was a time when I think he actually was the second best pitcher, according to the ratings, it was like a, like a day or two, but I mean, he was all right there rounding it, right? He was up there with those guys. And now he's really kind of fallen back to that next tier uh, because he's, he struggled as of late. He still has a 284 ERA on the season and underlying metrics say low threes, but he just hasn't been quite as good as of late. Madison Bumgarner, on the other hand, has been terrible as of late. <laughs> you know, Burns has been not as good as look kind of humid, right? But Bumgarner's been awful and you have real concerns about the amount of innings he's thrown uh the fatigue on his arm uh from his career and just how many you know as the season goes on just looking worse and worse that's, that's been the case uh, maybe he's still got a little bit left in the tank i don't know um the brewers offense is so hit or miss and we talked about them a lot and that's the thing and you saw it last night they're so dependent on the long ball they had all those runners on if they could have gotten a home run there but they had, they had, I don't know how many times could hit a three-run home run. I mean, the one run they scored was on a bases-loaded walk, right? They're so dependent on the home run. And Madison Bumgarner is a guy who's given up some home runs lately. So the Brewers could score seven runs tonight, and I would just, in the first four innings, I'd just be like, yeah, it's the way it's gone for Bumgarner. But anytime the Brewers' offense just decides they're not going to hit home runs, they have a really hard time scoring. So... I don't know. Uh, the, the Dimebacks offense, I, I mentioned this yesterday. I didn't like him as much against the lefty. And sure enough, they didn't score many runs. I nailed that aspect of it against a righty. This offense has been pretty good as of late, and Burns hasn't looked at me. Maybe the Dimebacks had a chance to score some runs. I really don't know. Um, this is the exact game why I built the model, and then the model gives me an answer, and I'm like, I hate you, model. Um, <laughs> model says Brewers minus 145. So it says minus 175 on the Brewers is way too high. I tend to agree. I think a run line is too high too. If I was going to play the Brewers, I'd probably play them on the run line and just say there's a better chance that they win by seven because Bumgarner is going to get lit up. But I mean, I wouldn't play it, especially with how this Dimebacks offense has gone. I wouldn't play the Brewers. Um, the model says there's a decent edge on the Dimebacks here at plus 161. It, it's a B grade edge with regards to the edges. I'm giving. I'm dropping it down to a C grade because I just do not trust Madison Bumgarner one lick so downgrading it to a c it's diamondbacks or pass and it's the type of game that i want to tell you to pass on but mathematically the edge is there 
and the the pricing is so beneficial to the Diamondbacks, and it's not even really accounting for how well they've looked this last week. I'm not even accounting for that. It's one of those where it's like I kind of think the Diamondbacks are worth a flyer. Um, I'm going money line rather than run line. I want the big odds. And the reason why is because I really think Bumgarner is either going to be able to hold this Brewers offense down. They're so hot and cold. And if he does, I want these plus odds and say this Diamondbacks offense can score as of late and against the way Burns has looked. I mean, there's a chance they can win this thing. Let's do it with these big plus odds. I don't want the run line because in the other world, I think the Diamondbacks get smoked. And I don't want to have to lay minus odds in the run line. I'd rather just I'd rather just risk less, put a half unit on it, and just say maybe they win. You know, uh, I say all this, the Diamondbacks probably going to lose by one because the gambling gods laugh at us, right? But uh, I think money line makes more sense because, like I said, I think it's a tale of two games. Either either Bumgarner has anything left in him, it's a tight game. Give me the plus odds, or. Uh, he gets shellacked, and then at that point, I don't want minus odds in the Diamondbacks run line. But again, the price of the Brewers is too high. Model says play the Diamondbacks. I'm very hesitant. Yeah. Total in this game is eight. Model says exactly eight. And I think it kind of goes to what I'm saying on this game, right? Like, I don't know what to make of it. I can see a world where Bumgarner's competent, the Brewers offense is hot and cold. Maybe even less Bumgarner's competent, but more about the fact that the Brewers being so hot and cold, maybe this is a night he has success. Um, Burns, the way he goes, he could shut anybody out, right? I could see this being, you know, a three to nothing ball game, either side. Um, I could also see this game being like nine to seven. I mean, total, it's just hilarious. I mean, the model says like eight exactly, 8.0, and the total's eight, because I'm like, I have no idea. Um, I, I wouldn't touch this total with a 10-foot pole because I don't know what the heck's going to happen. If, if I was going to do it, I might play weird alternate totals and just take over a massive number at crazy plus odds at, or and or under a small number at crazy plus odds and just be like, let's just have some fun with some plus odds because I, I think anything can happen in this game and I would not be surprised. Two games in the slate slot, 905 Eastern first pitch, Astros at the Angels, a weird situation. Oftentimes I, I come on the show and I'll give a pick and then, I get done recording and I'll post on Twitter. I'll be like, hey, this number moved. And I think it's really a crazy move. I don't want to go off my soapbox here. Remember, close line value doesn't mean a lot. It helps a little, sure. But almost half of line moves are wrong. I think that's the thing we have to remember. Almost half of line, not quite half, but almost half of line moves. And I've tracked this. Almost half of line moves, aside from it's because of an injury or because of like a, a guy like Trout not playing or something like that, right? Almost half of line moves are wrong, which means closing line value, if that's the thing you're looking at, you're going to be wrong still almost half the time. It's not enough to overcome the juice, right? So uh, the line movement again is overblown. And that used to not be the case. And again, I, I don't want to hang with me here. I'm almost just hang with me. The reason why, the reason why is because 10 years ago, opening lines weren't that good. And so it was really easy to jump on and be like, y'all are dumb. Give me this great number. Then the books adjusted and the closing line was much better than the opening line. And so if you just had closing line value, you were going to win 55, 56, whatever percent. You're going to be a great sports better. Now the opening lines are a lot better. And so like almost half of line moves are wrong. And so a lot of times I'll, I'll get on Twitter and I'll be like, hey, this line move, I don't think it's right. And sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. And I'll say, I, of course, I'm going to trust my model. It's a favorable number. Let's put some more on it. Today, I did this with the Astros. It moved before I could even do anything. <laughs> so I locked in a play on the Astros at like small plus odds. And I was like, I don't really love it. But I think plus odds, it makes sense. And all of a sudden it shot up to plus 117. Uh, plus 117 to Negro play on the Astros. They are facing Otani tonight, but the, that's basically all the Angels have at this point. Um, is this a coin toss game? Plus 117. It's an Negro play for me on the Astros on the road. I think they can get it done. 
Give me a coin test of plus 117 all day long. I want as much money as possible. I want to do that. I want to, it's not that I want it one time, but I want to take, I want to take a plus 117 game. That's a coin toss every day of the week and get a lot on it because I know I'm going to lose half of the half that I win. It's going to make me more than I lose when I lose. So a lot of value here on the Astros. Model says Angels minus 101. I mean, that's pretty dang close to a coin toss. Otani, a much better pitcher than Luis Garcia. You've heard me talk about this. I don't really like the way that Garcia has looked, but against more of a, a average to subpar offense, one that you just got to really bear down for a couple headers and then you can coast, has a chance to really be successful here um, tonight. The Astros offense is one of the better ones that Otani is going to face. Otani did shut down the Astros uh, in a previous matchup this season, but I caution people, I mentioned this, that one data point shouldn't mean very much. Maybe you count it as two data points, but you got to look at all the other data points this season. Otani's a great pitcher, but the Astros offense is really good as well. That matters. The Astros relievers much better than the Angels relievers. The Astros just got to drive Otani's pitch count up. They can do it. That doesn't mean they will, but if they stay disciplined and drive his pitch count up and get to the relievers, this is a coin toss game. Should be tight late. Astros got a good shot here at plus odds. I love this play here at this value. And a night that's going to be hot in Anaheim, Hottest weather we've seen in a long time here. We'll talk about it with the Dodgers here next. With this LA weather, mid-90s to start, still low 80s to close, and the wind blowing out around 10 miles an hour to start but dying down throughout the night is why the model says you should go over 8. Model says 8.6. If it wasn't for this weather, I would not say to go over 8 because I don't think the Astros are going to score a ton on Otani, but with this weather, a tight, low-scoring game could easily be 3-3 in the seventh rather than 2-2 in the seventh and 3-3 in the seventh you got a good shot at getting over eight um you got a good shot at being 4-4 and winning you got a good shot at 5-3 and pushing and again that's kind of that low scoring tight game with this weather if the ball flies out all you need is a couple winning track fly balls be home runs and all of a sudden eight's a pretty num easy number to hit so model says over with this really warm weather and again the bad angels relievers asher should score some runs once otani's out that's the key to the game for them. But again, at plus 117, I think the Astros make way too much sense to pass up on here. And to wrap us out, 910 Eastern, first pitch, hot one in LA. Just talked about it, right? Uh, low 90s to start, uh, upper 80s to close. Winds will be blowing out around five miles an hour for this game. Total on this one's eight and a half. Model says exactly eight and a half. Um, so priced pretty well. Two good offenses. <sighs> Two pitchers that, uh, well, uh, Manaya has been terrible. Model says he's still average. Maybe he'll figure it out. When Manaya turns the corner and figures it out, he's pretty dang good. And when he doesn't, he's pretty terrible. I mean, the Dodgers win this game seven to nothing, and I wouldn't be shocked. They won it ten to nothing, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, Urias is having a fantastic season, two thirty two ERA. The underlying metrics. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm just leave it at this. The underlying metrics on this don't don't come at me with your takes of Urias is ten times the pitcher Manaya is. I, I think he's better. The model thinks he's better. Model gives Urias an eighty-five grade and Manaya one hundred grade. Model thinks he's a full standard deviation better. I agree with you. Urias is a better pitcher. He's, he's a much better pitcher. The underlying metrics for these two pitchers say that their ERA should be half a run apart. That's not that much. How accurate is that? No idea. Uh, Manaya has been terrible, and Urias has been a money making machine. So do with that what you want. Um, I'm just going to point out that the underlying metrics for these pitchers, which is what we tend to use to guide this is the most predictive thing we have, says these two pitchers aren't light years apart, even though it feels that way. I'll take the Padres in the run line, minus 110 odds, plus one and a half runs here. It's a big great pick. I think there's value on the Padres. We got the Padres winning last night. 
Model says this should be Dodgers minus 175. So Dodgers minus 205 is way too steep. It's Padres or pass. Um, plus 188 on the Padres, maybe worth a flyer. Maybe it's a better play than the run line. I debated this under the logic of the Diamondbacks. Maybe it's a better play because you just say, if Manai gets crushed, okay, we move on. And if not, you got massive plus odds. So, so money line maybe makes sense. Workforce last night, I'll take the run line at minus 110. is not too steep of odds to be a great play. But I, I, model says Padres. It's Padres or pass. If you want to pass, I don't think you're crazy. Padres and Diamondbacks are very similar situations. I don't love either one of them, but the model likes both. So do with that what you will. Again, um, I'm not telling you what you do with your money. I'm just telling you what the model says and how I feel about it. And both of them, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about it. I think there's some value on it, but it, it, it's scary. I get it. Uh, sometimes the scary plays are the good ones. You know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Maybe depending on how your night goes, you know, you stay away or you put some Jake's always talking about stuff like that, right? So, um, again, be great play for me on the Padres run line. Uh, it's Padres or past. Dodgers, again, too big of favorites, even though, again, Urias is a much better pitcher. Um, again, reminder, uh, if you want to check out that Patreon page there and support the show, you get exclusive access to that Discord channel. That link's in the show's description. Um, and you can add free shows. So again, just a reminder if that's something of interest to you. If not, no changes for us. Just look at the same great programming, same pick, same everything. Recapping the eight plays for you here. Uh, all of them in the evening. I've got the Tigers at minus 107 against the Royals. I've got the A's on the run line at minus 107 against the A's. I've got the Guardians on the run line at minus 123 at home against the Mariners. And I've got the Astros at that plus 117 price. My official price in the sheet's a little bit lower than that because I locked into one unit and had to add the two. But at the plus 117 that it was at right before at the show, tweeted that out that price, a grade play at the Angels. And that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder to check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you Monday. And until then, best of luck with all your baseball betting, your college football betting, MLB picks again in the sheet and on Twitter tomorrow on Sunday. And until Monday, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>